What a Day is brought to you by Ulta Beauty. This AAPI Heritage Month, Ulta Beauty is celebrating the joy of belonging, belonging to a community composed of intricate connections, belonging to our past and our future, to the heritage and birthright that is beauty. Ulta Beauty shines a light on the AAPI community, passing the mic to brand founders and creators to tell their stories centered on heritage, joy, and beauty. They carry AAPI-owned and founded brands like Live Tinted, Peach & Lily, Glamnetic, Tree Hut, and more. Shop AAPI-owned and founded brands at Ulta Beauty Stores and Ulta.com. It's Thursday, October 13th. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And I'm Juanita Tolliver, and this is What a Day, encouraging everyone who got a MacArthur Genius Grant to spend at least some of their money on a nice, relaxing beach vacation. Yeah, you know what? You need to rest that big, beautiful brain of yours. You (laughs) deserve it. I mean, we really can't afford to have you guys burning out on us. Definitely not. (laughs) On today's show... Nuri Martinez has stepped down from the L.A. City Council. Plus, Amazon workers in upstate New York begin a crucial vote over whether to unionize. But first, InfoWars conspiracy theorist Alex Jones was ordered to pay nearly $1 billion in damages to the families of eight victims of the 2012 Sandy Hook shooting for their suffering after years of calling the massacre a hoax. Good. Like, this isn't justice by any mean based on the trauma and loss these families experienced, but good. Yes. All right. This sounds like a massive amount of money. How'd they get there, Priyanka? Yeah, definitely huge. It's the largest amount that's been awarded so far to these families through the multiple defamation suits that have been filed against Jones because of his Sandy Hook conspiracies. The reason why the amount here is so astronomically large is because Jones was found liable of violating Connecticut's Unfair Trade Practices Act by using his lies and conspiracy theories to sell products on Infowars, and there is no cap on damages under that law. Just as a reminder, Jones told his audience within hours of the 2012 shooting that it was staged, that it was all a hoax by the government to take away guns. He went on to call the parents of the young children who were killed crisis actors. He is an absolutely reprehensible human being. The size of the damages here indicate just how serious and just how disgusting the jurors found his conduct. He is so disgusting, and this isn't the only case against Jones. Can you tell us more about who was involved in this lawsuit specifically and then how it fits into the other cases? Yeah, there were a total of 15 plaintiffs in this case, including family members of the victims and an FBI agent who responded to the shooting, and they were all awarded varying amounts of this large sum. The largest single award was $120 million. It went to Robbie Parker, whose six-year-old daughter Emily was killed in the massacre. He testified about being repeatedly singled out by Jones and confronted and harassed by InfoWars followers for years going so far as to move 3,000 miles across the country to Washington state just to get away from these people, or at least to try. And as you said, not the only case going on against Alex Jones. This is one of three defamation suits that have been filed against him by relatives of Sandy Hook victims. Back in August, Jones was ordered to pay $49.3 million to the parents of another six-year-old who was killed. That was the same trial where he ultimately conceded that after nearly a decade of peddling these conspiracies, that the shooting was in fact real, but it did actually happen. He still faces a third damages case in Texas that is tentatively scheduled for later this year. Now, I know this is a lot to take in for the families, but can you describe the reaction to this verdict? 
This money, as you said, it's not bringing back the 20 children and the six educators who were killed at Sandy Hook. But the families of the victims were hopeful about the message that the verdict sent. This is Erica Lafferty, whose mother Dawn was Sandy Hook Elementary's principal. I'm incredibly proud and thankful for the message that was sent here today. The truth matters. And those who profit off of other people's pain and trauma will pay for what they have done. There will be more Alex Joneses in this world, but what they learned here today is that they absolutely will be held accountable. Words have power. Words are actions that have consequences. As for Jones's reaction, he was not actually in the courtroom at the time. He was actually broadcasting on his show live on the air when the verdict came down. Like this man does not I miss a beat. I know you are lying. No, not lying to you. He was live on the air. He called it a joke and he asked, do these people actually think they are getting any money? He then went on to try and convince the audience to send him donations. And according to his lawyers, they will be appealing the decision. So this is like a fundraiser for him. He just treats this like a fundraiser. Pretty much. I mean, there have been questions about Jones's finances, especially amid these large amounts of money that he's being ordered to pay. InfoWars's parent company declared bankruptcy for the second time this year back in August. Though Jones is accused of funneling nearly $62 million out of the company for himself, starting back in 2018 when the first of these Sandy Hook suits was filed. At this time, it's believed that Jones is worth $270 million, with InfoWars bringing in $80 million annually. Their product sales actually increased by 50% since his trial in Texas, not to mention the millions of dollars of donations that he has begged his fans for. We will obviously keep you updated as soon as we know more about all of this. It's just wild to me that not only does he fundraise off of this, but he is now worth $270 million because yeah. people in this country give him money for his lies. Right. It's disgusting. It's utterly disgusting. All right. So hard pivot. <laughs> While a lot of folks are gearing up for what is most likely going to be the final January 6th Select Committee hearing later this afternoon, we should also be paying attention to the ongoing seditious conspiracy trial spearheaded by the Department of Justice against the Oath Keepers. This is the first of two seditious conspiracy trials. The other is for members of the Proud Boys. You remember them, the folks Trump told to stand back and stand by during a debate. How could I forget? So more and more information is coming to light about how these right-wing white nationalist militia groups allegedly help plan and execute the attack on January 6th. Okay, so what exactly do these charges mean and what new information has been uncovered so far? All right. The charges essentially mean that Stuart Rhodes, the leader of the Oath Keepers and four of his members conspired to use force to overthrow the government and delay the certification of the 2020 election. And it's a huge charge and it's a huge deal that the DOJ brought these charges. Right. As far as new information that's been uncovered. Well, it's kind of dark, Priyanka. Based on yesterday's testimony from Terry Cummings, an oathkeeper from Florida, Florida man, the group collected a stockpile of weapons in a budget motel room in Arlington, Virginia, just across the river from D.C. And he said, quote, I had not seen that many weapons in one location since I was in the military. Probably like ding, ding, ding. Like You should know that's not right then. Right. That should be your red flag. Big red but flag. Of course, since he showed up with his own AR-15, he was just putting it on the pile. Yeah. You know, I guess. Prosecutors are calling the arsenal a quick reaction force that was staged as part of a plan to stop the peaceful transfer of power. 
The prosecution also presented encrypted text messages from December 2020 that outlined the Oath Keepers' plans to press Donald Trump to invoke the Insurrectionist Act, a move they argue would allow them to have acted as a militia to support Trump and then forcibly prevent Congress from certifying the 2020 election results. According to reports, Brian Ulrich, an Oath Keeper from Georgia, who has already pleaded guilty to the seditious conspiracy charges, also sent an encrypted message noting that only action from Trump would prevent mass violence and mass death. They were prepared for war. Yeah, clearly. Um, So not only is this information incredibly dark, it paints a very clear picture of how much worse things could have been on January 6th. Right. The planning, the weapons, the coordination, the intention, it's all being laid out. And you better believe that some of the new information uncovered in depositions and testimony by the January 6th Select Committee is going to be leveraged in these trials. Remember, this summer, the DOJ was pressed to get all of the copies of witness depositions and testimony transcripts because they wanted to use that information in their ongoing investigations. And so all of this information continues to build and build upon itself, essentially as these parallel probes outline how these militia groups interacted with Trump and Trump administration officials. Recently, a witness in the Oath Keepers trial testified that Stuart Rhodes not only claimed to have a contact inside of the Secret Service, but also that he tried to get in touch with Trump through an intermediary on the evening of January 6th. Maybe, just maybe, the Select Committee will reveal more about that during today's hearing, since they received 1.5 million emails, documents, and planning materials from the Secret Service in recent weeks. More on all of this very soon, but that's the latest for now. We'll be back after some ads. What a day is brought to you by Books. This Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She absolutely deserves the best. And that's why you should send her farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. Books has modern designs and unique flowers you can't find anywhere else. And with 20% off, you can send some to mom, your wife, your auntie, even your granny, okay? Anyone who deserves flowers in your life mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be holiday specific. You get flowers, you're getting flowers, <laughs> everyone's getting flowers. <laughs> Go to books.com and use promo code WAD for 25% off. That is B-O-U-Q-S dot com, promo code WAD, Books promo code WAD. What a Day is brought to you by Fast Growing Trees. Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers. They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Plus, Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. We love fast-growing trees here. I keep telling you that the many plants that I've gotten from these folks are yet hanging on. Um, And that's not because I have a green thumb, okay? This spring, fast-growing trees, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code WAD at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code WAD at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code WAD. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Therapy is great for, you know, you know that thing that just is like sitting on your shoulder, you can't get over it, and you just sometimes need somebody to talk through it with? Therapy can be helpful for that, you all, okay? You got to get it off your chest, you know? And you can do that with BetterHelp. So visit betterhelp.com slash wad today to get 10% off your first month. That's 10% off your first month at betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash wad. Let's wrap up with some headlines. Headlines. The White House released its National Security Strategy Report yesterday, outlining key threats to the U.S. ahead of a, quote, decisive decade. The report identifies two looming challenges, restraining Russia and outcompeting China. But it also notes that other global issues like hunger, climate change, and disease pose growing threats to national security and require immediate action. And speaking of international security, NATO is working on a 10-year plan to help rebuild Ukraine's defense department amid Russia's invasion. The idea here is for the alliance to make a long-term commitment to support Ukraine with more weaponry and other military resources throughout the war. NATO leaders are set to meet with Ukrainian officials next week to kick things off. Look, the fact that climate change is included as a national security threat, I hope people pay attention to it now and take action. Yeah, seriously, it's been a big deal. It is a big deal. And I'm glad that they are making that very clear. A former Louisville police officer pleaded guilty on Tuesday to a federal misdemeanor charge for using excessive force on demonstrators protesting the 2020 police killing of Breonna Taylor. The white officer, Katie Cruz, was charged with escalating a conflict that led up to police fatally shooting David McAtee, who was black. Cruz was indicted earlier this year on a felony charge for her role in the killing that would have carried a 10-year prison sentence, but under her plea deal, she'd only serve one year behind bars at most. Cruz is now banned from working in law enforcement, and her sentencing date is set for January. You know what, Priyanka, all I want is police to stop shooting and killing black people and getting away with it. It really is all anyone's been asking for, for a while now. And the irony is not lost on me that this happened at a protest about Breonna Taylor's murder by police, right? Like a thousand percent wild. Nuri Martinez officially resigned from her seat on the Los Angeles City Council yesterday, days after she was heard making racist remarks on a leaked audio recording. This comes after Martinez stepped down from her role as council president earlier this week and announced a leave of absence. And in a lengthy statement announcing her departure from office, Martinez made no reference to her disparaging comments, just that she was, quote, sorry that we're ending it this way. Weird way to not apologize. Sorry, not sorry, not sorry for my racist comments, but okay. No, not at all. Okay. Protesters also returned to City Hall yesterday to demand the resignations of Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo, the two other council members heard alongside Martinez in the recording. As of our recording time of 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time Wednesday, both have yet to step down. Meanwhile, California's Attorney General Rob Bonta said his office will launch an investigation into L.A.'s redistricting process. The audio was recorded last year when the city council was undergoing the once-in-a-decade undertaking. 
He said his office will look into the maps that were redrawn by the council last fall. Good. Look into every bit of it. And I feel like these protesters are saying one down, two to go. Keep it moving. Yeah, Kevin DeLeon and Gil Cedillo, like they weren't just talking about Nuri Martinez. Yes, she is the one who who got most of the attention. No one thinks you're good guys in this situation. The Treasury Department is investigating whether Florida Governor Ron DeSantis improperly used federal COVID-19 relief funds to fly migrants to Martha's Vineyard last month. As a reminder, DeSantis authorized flights to transport dozens of Venezuelan migrants, including children, from Texas to Massachusetts under the false pretenses that they would receive free housing and job opportunities, which they very much did not. This comes after a group of six Massachusetts representatives asked the agency to look into Florida's spending. This would be the first time federal officials have said that they are looking into how these flights were bankrolled, which is interesting to me because we were all wondering for several weeks now. Right, like the fact that DeSantis didn't use the federal COVID money at the height of the pandemic, but then he used it for a little bit of human traffic. What? And not even from Florida, which is like, he's really just sticking his hands wherever he can get them. Right. It's licensed cartoon character Band-Aid season again because the U.S. authorized updated COVID boosters for kids as young as five yesterday. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky gave the green light soon after the Food and Drug Administration approved the shots for that age group. Both Pfizer and Moderna have developed improved boosters that specifically protect against the Omicron variant. Children between the ages of five and 11 can receive the Pfizer version, while Moderna's shot has been cleared for six to 17-year-olds. Health officials hope that expanding eligibility for the shots ahead of an expected winter surge will keep cases down. But according to CDC data, less than a third of children ages 5 to 11 have even gotten their first two shots. And a reminder to adults, you should get your booster now. I'm getting mine on Sunday. I know other team members over here at What A Day have gotten theirs. So get your boosters, adults, and take your kids. Take your kids. You might want to stagger your appointments. You're not, you know, feeling crummy afterwards all together. I don't know. Or do it together. Either way. There continues to be just one thing Jeff Bezos can't buy. Employees that are 100% submissive. Because yesterday, another Amazon fulfillment center began its union election. The facility is located in Albany, New York, and it could become the second unionized Amazon warehouse in the country, though Amazon still doesn't recognize the first one in Staten Island. Amazon workers at a fulfillment center in California also recently filed a petition for a union election, the first one in the state. Other corporations are also struggling with workers whose voices are becoming increasingly loud. A former Starbucks store manager has said that the company pushed him to discipline pro-union employees for reasons unrelated to their organizing activity, like, for example, wearing purple pants. The manager's claims were published by Bloomberg, and he made them under oath before a National Labor Relations Board judge. Starbucks maintains that it hasn't retaliated against pro-union workers, but 100 of them have been fired nationwide this year. Meanwhile, the monster who invented egg bites still has a job. All right. Number one, shout out to this manager for going on the record and laying everything out that they're trying to get him to do. Yeah. Number two, purple pants absolutely go with that green apron that they be wearing up in Starbucks. Yeah. So I don't know why they're tripping. No. They're tripping. But the fact that 100 of these pro-union workers just happen to have lost their jobs just happened. that's ridiculous and that's targeted harm and i hope that the national labor relations board takes action hell yeah rt that one <laughs> and those are the headlines 
that is all for today. If you like the show, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, put on a Spider-Man Band-Aid, hopefully after you get your booster, and tell your friends to listen. And if you're into reading, not just laws about protecting beautiful purple pants in the workplace like <laughs> me, What a Day is also a nightly newsletter. Check it out and subscribe at crooked.com slash subscribe. I'm Juanita Tolliver. I'm Priyanka Arabindi. And, and take, take a load, a load off, off MacArthur, MacArthur Geniuses. Geniuses. You've earned it. Yeah. Where are you going to go? That's the only question. Girl, they can go anywhere in the world. They can do whatever they want. You really can. (laughs) What a Day is a production of Crooked Media. It's recorded and mixed by Bill Lance. Jazzy Marine and Raven Yamamoto are our associate producers. Our head writer is John Milstein, and our executive producer is Lita Martinez. Our theme music is by Colin Gilliard and Kashaka. As a chef and a restaurant owner, I'm as meticulous about my cookware as I am about my ingredients. That's why I love Made in Cookware. Each pan they make isn't just designed to perform, it's crafted to last. As a mom, I love that I can trust Made in. It's made from the world's finest materials, so I can feel good about what I'm feeding my family. I'm Chef Brooke Williamson, and I use Made in Cookware. Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com.